Hi there. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Hardy Realty Show. We'd like to thank Hardy Realty for being our studio sponsor as well, because every show on Rome Business Radio is broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios. And today we've got a great show. We're going to talk about the arts community in Rome, Georgia, and we're joined by Chris Kerr from Hardy Realty. That is his day job, but he's also heavily involved in the Rome arts scene. And also Ali Booker, who is the executive director of the Rome Area Council for the Arts, which I have learned is RACA. Um, so thanks for joining us. How are y'all doing? Great. Doing great. Thank you. And just for our podcast listeners, uh, we obviously are coming from different audio sources. We're not in studio together because of social distancing. We are conducting this podcast via Zoom. So I can see them and they can hear me, but you're going to hear different audio sources and that's fine. We're just used to that in this day and age. It's how we communicate, right? Um, I think it's the new norm. It, it is the new norm. Um, well, speaking of the new norm, the pandemic obviously has affected the complete society, um, not only healthcare, but business, but also the arts has been, um, you know, horribly affected as well. So, Ali, just uh, starting with you as in your position as the executive director at the Rome Area Council for the Arts, what has been the impact um, to the arts community? Well, you know, as most people are aware, it kind of started last March. And, you know, one of our largest fundraisers that Romary Council for the Arts does each year is the Firefly Fling. And we were sort of full steam ahead on that fundraising um, evening. And, you know, as a result of all of this, we had to cancel um, pretty much at the last minute. It was scheduled for April. So we had to cancel that. And then moving forward, you know, we do another fundraiser um, in the fall called Rome Beer Fest. And as you know, right now we are, are kind of postponing that until, you know, we, we feel like we can be with a group and, and, and enjoy each other's company and sample beer. And, you know, it's just, it's just a very difficult time right now for us in terms of fundraising. Chris, you are, uh, like I mentioned, your full-time job is Hardy Realty. So thank you to Hardy Realty. Uh, but before I talk about your arts involvement, just t- talk a little bit about the uh, the realty business. Uh, I know it's actually kind of been doing okay through the pandemic. How are you guys doing at Hardy? Yeah, well, you know, across the board, um, you know, I've spoken to, you know, we obviously work with 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 all agents and every, every agent that I've spoken to has, you know, not really been affected financially. Um, you know, the business, it slowed down a little bit in mid-March. Um, and then really picked right back up. And we, we've, we've pretty much where we were last year in terms of um, revenue. So we're happy to be able to continue to work with clients, but we're just, you know, taking, uh, you know, all safety precautions, you know, we're wearing masks and gloves when needed when we're showing. And um, so overall, I, knock on wood, things are still going okay. Well, and one of the good things about, uh, uh, Hardy's involvement, not only in the community, but in this podcast is, yeah, this is a great marketing platform for your business, but you were actually very clear in your email to me, hey, let's touch on Hardy for a minute, but Hardy wants to use the podcast to celebrate the community and things in the community. And and Chris, I know you're very involved with Racket. In fact, um, aren't you the president of the board this year? Yes. <laughs> yeah, this year I, I am. So um, it, uh, you know, it's a great board. You know, we really there, there's not a lot of hierarchy there. We, we, we all really work closely together. Um, if anything, we all report to Allie cause she does so much work. Um, I know technically she reports to the board, but sometimes we feel the other way around. So we were really excited to have our board retreat this past Sunday and kind of look at our, um, 
you know, look, look at, you know, this time last year when we had our board retreat, we had a very different landscape than we do right now. And so we've had to just completely rethink the way that we're going to raise funds, because as Ali pointed out, the, the money that we made from those events goes directly to um, uh, people that are receiving the grants. So those are organizations and individuals that use the money that we raise uh, you know, in arts related endeavors. And so we just want to make sure that that doesn't get hit this year. Well, and Allie coming out of the, your, your board retreat, what have been some of the adaptable solutions to try to maybe raise funds since you've lost some of your events, uh, like PR campaigns, things like that? Well, for starters, we were so fortunate to gain five new board members that I would love to tell you Kelly Gates, Natalie Babington, Siri Selly, Scott Thompson, and Seth McWhorter, and they're all amazing local artists, artisans, business owners that we were thrilled to welcome to the board. Um, But, you know, this board retreat was definitely different. I mean, we're really trying hard to think, to kind of switch our way of thinking, because... um, one thing I think that some people don't understand about RACA, Romary Council for the Arts, is we don't provide any sort of programming in-house, any sort of education in-house. We don't do anything. Our entire goal is to raise money to give it back out to the community. So, you know, we that's our main objective is to be able to support our community partners like, you know, the Rome Shakespeare Festival, Rome Symphony, ROME, um, the Rome Little Theater, RIF, you know, the International Film Festival, and and many, many others, schools, Anna K. Davies, the 4-H, uh, YMCA. So, it's a lot of people with a lot of, you know, there are a lot of groups with a lot of needs. And so our objective is to raise money so that we can give it back out to any of those folks and as many of those folks as we can. So leaving the board retreat, we sort of decided this year that we were going to put a lot of our effort into our membership drive, kind of a, a, a campaign to push why the arts matter. Because like I said earlier, you know, it's just one of the things that people put on the back burner in, in times like this. And, you know, there's just not a lot of extra money to go do certain things, or there's just not a lot of extra time and energy put into doing music and doing theater and doing arts and crafts camps. And so we are really excited about a campaign that we are going to be launching at the end of August, just focusing on why the arts matter in Rome. And, you know, we're, we're hoping to really do a lot of testimonials from our grant recipients, from city officials, from our community partners and things like that to really kind of explain to the community the importance of the arts. Well, everybody's missing them right now. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it, isn't it interesting that the pandemic made us all take a step back and I, you know, I love sports. My background is television sports. So sports brings communities together. Mm-hmm. Churches bring communities together. Schools, of course, bring communities together. A, a, a downtown business district does. But the arts do as well. Uh, just being able to go out and engage in that as a as a consumer of the arts is something that we're all missing right now. Chris, could you touch on that? Just uh, the, the importance of art to a community? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there's so many different ways that, um, you know, arts can affect a a community in a positive way. I mean, one of the most, um, I think important things, it it is actually an economic development driver. I mean, it's, you, you look at communities around, um, you know, our size, bigger and smaller, 
um, around the country that have strong arts programs. Th- th- a lot of them are funded by city and county, um, you know, state funds because they know that that increases the value of the community. Um, it's the reason, you know, if somebody knows that they have, you know, great museums and great uh, music venues and, uh, you know, an outdoor amphitheater, whatever it is, that that's going to entice someone to move to that town, but also a direct effect. Um, there, there is science and statistics that show that um, students that have access to arts education do better in school. They, their grades are exponentially better if they have access to, to that, uh, to, to art, the arts. And so then if you think about the next step in that is if they're doing better in school, there's a less likely chance that they're going to, you know, go off the rails. And we know what happens when we go off the rails. We've all done it. You yeah. Know, you host podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the future. Uh, I mean, I'm podcasts teasing. are hot right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> they are actually. Um, My view is getting thick. Well, that is, that is interesting because obviously our premise here is Rome Business Radio, and uh, uh, it's interesting you kind of went down that road. Ali, could you kind of f- touch on that as well? He mentioned that a how a thriving arts community shows businesses what a great community it is to do business in. Well, and, you know, you think about it. I mean, we've got the DeSoto Theater right here in, in Rome, Georgia. It's one of the oldest theaters, I think, in the country. I saw Jaws you know, there when it first came out. I mean, it's a beautiful <laughs> theater. They do so many things. I mean, it brings people in to see that. We've got amazing, I mean, if you think about it, we've got amazing pastry chefs here. You know, like at Honeymoon Bakery. I mean, that is a, that's an art, too. Culinary art is an art. You know, we were talking about the beer fest, I and mean, we've got so many micro brews. You know, comp- the foundry and and places like that. That that is a, that is an art form as well. You know, and we've got so many small business owners, like a Siri Selly or a, or a, the frame shops and things that. I mean, it's just it feels like a, there are so many people in Rome that have that artist background, and we really a lot of people come in town to see those things. They come in town to go to DeSoto theater. I mean, it's, I think like 60% of the the folks that um, go to the Rome international film festival are all from out of town. You know, that's a huge film festival that, you know, some people not, but they're, they're going to be struggling this year as a result of having to social distance and, and whether or not they're going to be able to do it. Rome little theater provides so many opportunities for the local kids in town to experience the arts where, you know, they may not ever get to have that opportunity, you know, going to see the sympathy. I mean, Rome has got so much culture in this small town that it's, it's just so important to kind of keep that thriving and keep people energetic about that. Well, it's so funny. I can tell how both of you love it so much. You're, you're, you're excited when you talk about it. Uh, Let's get, just kind of get back to, so, so Raka fundraises, and then distributes the money through grants. Uh, can you give me some success stories where money has gone that people would, would you know, oh, I, I experienced that. I appreciated that. I enjoyed that. Well, you know, I mentioned our community partners. You know, we have some community partners that we are, are, are we partner with every single year. And that, again, that's the Shakespeare Festival the symphony, the um, run little theater riff and ROME. And, you know, they do 
programming all year long. I mean, I do know that Rome Shakespeare is, is they are full steam ahead because they are able to kind of social distance and their casting is so small so they can do, you know, the town on the, the, the Shakespeare on the green performances, but, you know, something like ROME with the winds and the, and the breathing and all, you know, being in such close quarters is going to be really difficult. So we always love to support our community partners, but like this past year, we give art supplies and money to Anna K. Davies. So those kids have an opportunity to learn art. We did this summer, we provided money to the YMCA and 4-H so that they could create art kits that the kids could actually come pick up and take home. We supported the Big Fibber, Big Fibber Storytelling Festival. We do um, the Georgia Highlands Speech Competition, Berry College Kinder Music for children so that they can learn at a very early age, you know, how to work with instruments and, and kind of their um, dexterity with working with, with other, um, you know, instruments. So I don't know, Chris, what else have we done? A lot. <laughs> well, we, I could tell know, a lot. Like, this yeah. last year we gave out about $21,000 in grants. Um, and the year before, like $26,000. So really everything we take in goes right back out. Yeah. I mean, it's been, we, we're, we, we like to say sometimes we're like the United way of the arts uh, locally, um, you know, that we're, um, you know, working with, with everyone that has programming and um, we're just kind of in, in the center trying to make sure that they, they stay funded um, and, you know, but we also do get involved with, with other projects like the Ellen Axon Wilson, uh, statue that's right at the, the beginning of the footbridge. Um, you know, that was a project by RACA. We're working with the County right now on a project to put an outdoor amphitheater, um, that, you know, should be in the next year or two. Um, you know, so there's, there's ancillary project, uh, projects that we will work on beyond just raising funds, but, you know, it, throwing two events is, is a lot of work. Um, I think, uh, Allie had PTSD after uh, beer fest last year because it, I mean, man, we, man, we well, man, now, maybe she was just hung over. <laughs> well, you know, we didn't even know, get to a beer, you know, uh, <laughs> Kelly Moore, the photographer, he, he literally had to go to the hospital. He hurt his back so badly. So and you're anyway, everybody. It, yeah, it's hard work, but it's, it's rewarding to know that, the funds that, um, you know, that are raised go right back out directly to affect the arts in the community. Well, and, and, well, and I'll tell you so, something. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead I'm sorry. I'll tell you a couple of other projects that we supported last year and hope to do again. Um, we do a project um, where we take rising seniors in the high schools all over Rome and their, their teachers will nominate two or three from each high school. And they do a project called the Align Design Series. And we'll have people come in and teach these rising seniors how to do graphic design. And it's over the course of three different weekends. And they'll go, you know, this past year and the year before they went to Darlington and they, they all get a computer and they sit and they learn, you know, graphic design, which is a huge thing for kids now, especially when everything is digital and they're creating brands and logos and this, and it's been a really successful program for us. Another thing that we partnered with, um, Heritage Bank and um, Congressman Tom Graves' office, we did a congressional artwork competition where um, schools were given the option of submitting artwork all over Georgia. And then RACA in working with Heritage Bank and with um, Congressman Graves' office, we got to select some artwork from students that probably wouldn't normally get to 
uh, showcase their artwork. And it, it's unbelievable the, the, the talent and that, that we received. I mean, and Racket, we were fortunate that we got to kind of look at all of it and kind of help choose and working with other people. And it was a really tough decision for us to make because it was just exquisite artwork from high school students. Well, that's certainly good news, uh, mm-hmm. inspiring the, uh, future generations. Chris, what is, what is the background of Racka? How did how did it kind of come together? Uh, how long has it been in existence? That type of thing to to you know support the arts in the area. Well, it's uh, you know it was founded in it is nineteen seventy six, right, Allie? Nineteen seventy six. Yeah, nineteen seventy six, and um, you know uh, I, I'm not exactly sure who all was on the original board, but I do know some people that, you know, we're, we're on it for years and years, like Nancy Smith and Bambi Berry. Um, and, um, you know, but we have, what's great about our board is we have, um, you know, people who have been on for, for years. Um, and I won't say how long, cause that might age them <laughs> a little bit, but, but, you know, three or four more than 10 years. And then we, then we have brand new folks like the, you know, the people Allie just mentioned. And what's nice about that is, you know, you, you have new ideas, but then you have people that can say, you know what, we tried that. And then 2008 came along and X, Y, Z. So it's really nice to have that combination of kind of new and existing knowledge on the board. So it's a, it's a working board. They, everybody kind of rolls up their sleeves and digs in on every project that, that we do. And we've partnered with the city. We have a, a we, we, our office is in the, um, the history museum, which is being redone right now. And, you know, we, we were in the top floor so we could spread out 10 feet apart um, on Sunday. And I can tell you, it is going to be amazing what they've done so far. Um, so I think people should really look forward to the revamping of the history museum. Oh, that's good. Yeah. news! Good news as well. Allie, what is your professional background? How, um, how did you, how did you wind up as the executive director of RACA? I, I think I read you got a lot, you, you've done a lot of TV. <laughs> You've done all the TV. A lot of people. <laughs> no, you've done a lot of TV in your background. <laughs> I did. I um, I'm like one of those only the only people that started a job and stayed with the job for like 20 years. I started um, right out of college at Scripps Productions and worked um, as a producer for all of their brands, cable brands, HGTV, Food Network, Travel Channel, um, DIY, um, and then I guess probably about three years ago, decided to go freelance. So I still, I still dabble uh, when I have time, but I have three little kiddos. So it's, you know, between the kids and Raka and that, but I, I, too, I try to keep my, my thumb on the pulse of the TV business because I do love it and miss it. Uh, yeah, my background is TV sports. So uh, I feel you there. Uh, I did major league soccer for a while. Uh, what, what did I've you done do? Some golf tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you do for major league soccer? I was on the sidelines, so I got to interview the players during the game. It was it was the season that um, Atlanta United went. I get to the finals. They went to the was it the death match, the death round, or the final round? And it was I was there for the last two games until they got eliminated. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the Atlanta United has certainly made an impact on the community in Atlanta and and Georgia, um, and they because they've already won a championship in their short short existence. Um, are you from Rome originally? How'd you end up in Rome? No. I'm from actually Tennessee, but my husband, it was born and raised here. And we decided that we needed a quality of life shift from Atlanta. So we were in Atlanta, I guess about 15 years and 
this August, so this month, we'll start our sixth year here. And he, he, so we had to move back and we, we love it. We drank the Kool-Aid. I would, I wouldn't move ever again. I love it. Uh, Trip is an honorary. He's not on the board, but he might as well be because Allie, Allie puts him to work. So he, <laughs> he, he's amazing. So. Uh, well, Chris, and I, you've got a little bit of TV in your background too, don't you? Way back when? Yeah. Yeah. Back in, uh, you know, kind of how I got started, uh, you know, with just it, it made my way out to uh, La La Land and <laughs> pictures and DreamWorks and then moved to New York and worked for MTV um, before I think there were a few videos still being played, but, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was already a race to the bottom, you know, with, uh, reality television, but, um, it was a, it, it was really fun. Um, and then, I think Chris and I moved back at the exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was fun to, to be able to, you know, we were kind of, we started trading stories about, uh, you know, working in the industry per se. And, uh, it's funny that we, you know, in, yeah, the industry, um, to, to be back in Rome, but I, I agree with, with Allie. I mean, it was the best decision I've ever made to, to, to move home. So, well, it, it's interesting. So, because I understand television, like I said, my, my background's TV news, uh, TV, you moved home. TV. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was born in Rome and, and, uh, so, uh, but I think the point is we all know from working in television, how bad art can be. So we really know what good art might look like, <laughs> you know? So were you around for the real world, Chris, when it started? Was that your fault? Yeah, no, I think, you know, and that was really the, that, <laughs> that was that, a big hit. It, wasn't was. it? it was a big hit. Started the, uh, the trend. I, I think I left before Jersey shore, which is good. <laughs> I didn't want my name on that. Um, but you know, but technically I, I helped launch the, uh, the college channel for MTV and, and that was still playing music. And so I was going, did you out. ruin it? Did you What's ruin, that? did you ruin MTV for us? I'll no tell you what music? It, the, the advertising, you know, it, uh, it, it's kind of like a pair of jeans. If the jeans don't sell on the floor, you're going to put new jeans. So what yeah. was selling was <laughs> garbage and, and that's how they were selling advertising. And, and, and our, our head of ad sales is now the, uh, at the college channel is now the head of advertising for, Facebook. Wow. <laughs> Bless her heart. Oh, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm digressing here. And I knew this would happen because I tend to digress. I remember when MTV launched, they ran no ads and it was 24 hour videos. And I remember thinking as a business person, even in high school at the time with a business mind, they're going to have to adjust that model. And right. sh- sure enough, suddenly there are commercials. What was your first video though, Roger? Uh, radio, radio killed the video star or video, video video killed the radio star. I'm sorry. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The buggles. I I, I just, I just remember Michael Jackson was built for videos and, and and, and the go-go's came along and, and (laughs) built for videos. Anyway, we're digressing. Uh, so, but but it's just interesting. We all kind of have a little bit of a television background and, but, um, the fact that everybody's back in Rome and and y'all are working for the arts community. Um, tell me just personally, where did your love and appreciation for art, the arts, come from? I say art, the arts, because it's performing arts. It's everything. Um, Allie, how did how did that manifest itself with you? Well, I um, I have a love. Well, I gosh, that's hard, Roger. That's <laughs> a hard question. I have always loved the arts. I've always loved live art. I have always really, really loved Broadway or live theater. And it's so funny because, 
you know, now that we've all been at home and quarantined, Disney has just released the Hamilton live. Right, right, right. Broadway stage live. So that's all we sing now (laughs) is Hamilton in the car, which is fabulous because, you know, without that, it's just, you know, they're learning about Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr and Alexander. And it's fabulous. It's just so great. And every time I would travel to New York for work or anything, I would always get just a cheap seat, a single cheap seat to go. I just love live theater. It didn't matter what it was, but I've also always loved and been surrounded by just unique individuals that are just so artistic from the television perspective to, you know, friends that did it for um, just hobbies and things like that. I, I don't know. I just, I just appreciate so much that kind of talent and what it takes to have that kind of talent and how hard those folks work for a really long time sometimes without any sort of rewards, you know, and I just love to support uh, you know, I love to support people that do pottery or people that do paintings, but it's it goes beyond. I mean, it's it's radio, it's voiceovers, it's people that create, you know, the the Facebook logos. It's it's just it's so all encompassing that it's just fascinating to be surrounded by that much creativity. Yeah, creativity is a good word. Uh, it's funny, I because when you, I've been to very few plays, but when I do, I enjoy them because there's there's an energy in the room. Uh, you know, everybody, we see movies all the time and movies can be an emotional experience if you, if it's a comedy or a, a drama or whatever, but, but you mentioned Hamilton. Um, I mean, the whole world seems to be engrossed by that for the past few years. You know, everybody's got to take their shot. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so the fact that art, I don't, but I, I don't understand. I don't, I can look at a painting and not get it. So that's where I might need some that's education. Okay. Somebody else can look at a paint, that same painting and think, oh, I don't like that. Or somebody else can look at it and say it's the most gorgeous. I did see a show off Broadway one time years and years ago. It was called Art. It was a three man it was a three act a three man act or three man play. And the entire time you're watching them, you're watching their faces, but all you see is the back of a canvas, the back. And for two hours, they debate this piece of artwork. It's huge. It's huge. And they debate this piece of artwork. And I mean, just internalize it and, and frustration and just, just the, and the arguments that ensue. It was hysterical. And at the end of the play, they turn it around and it's a white canvas. <laughs> it was, hyster- I mean, it was hysterical because everybody saw something different and they were, they, you know, they, they could not agree. And it was just, but it's so true because people see art so differently. And I think that's the beauty of it. You know, the, uh, an emotional connection can be different for others. Chris, what, what, for everybody. what when did, when did your appreciation for the arts, how did that come about other than seeing bad television? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it, it was instilled in me early with my, my uh, mother's mother, uh, who lived down the street was an incredible pianist. She played, um, I mean, not just classical, but she, I could, I would always remember saying, um, uh, grandmother, please play, uh, the boogie woogie. And she could (laughs) sit down and do like the, the fat, you know, kind of like the, like just jamming, you know, and, and improving. And then I'd sit down and I'd play, uh, you know, chopsticks and heart and soul, (laughs) which was the breadth of my, uh, musical ability. But then, you know, going, I, I, I do love, uh, 
you know, the saying, you don't miss the water till the well one's dry. But I, I, I now think about all the opportunities I had in New York to go and see art, experience live music. I did do some of that, but not as much now with the benefit of hindsight as I should have, you know, like I didn't do a lot of Broadway. I didn't, I mean, I saw some of the shows, but, but being able to go to the Met and MoMA and, you know, just there, it's just kind of endless, the number of like galleries in Chelsea to be able to just see the art. And a lot of times it was just a party, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of announcing a new show. And it, to me, that was just something that I, that I really miss, but I know that as our community continues to, you know, grow, I believe that people will, as a result of um, what is going on now, I think people are going to realize that, rivers and mountains and trees and space and acreage and all that is an asset. It's a bonus and property taxes are lower here. I think people were going to want to move to Rome. I mean, Atlanta's moving North already. And I think it's, it's a little bit of a hidden secret and I'd love to see those types of cultural events. That I was just describing more of those coming here. Cause we have a lot of them now that a lot of people don't even know about. And and Raka, the fact that you both have this love for the arts from your background in New York, but you're 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 bringing that passion to Rome, the Rome Floyd County area, not only to support what what has been, but what's ongoing. And you're speaking so brightly of the future, Ali. How can people get involved? Uh, website? Uh, are there? How do you join Raka? So, we, you know, I said earlier we are about to start, kind of at the end of this month, a huge campaign really just not only a, a, a fundraising drive, but to highlight why the arts matter. Like, why does it matter to you and your neighbor and the teacher that's teaching those first graders? Why does art matter? Why is that important? Why do you feel like it is important? And so we're going to start this big campaign soon, and we're going to be kind of blasting things out. But we, um, anybody at any time can go on romarts.org and become a member. There's different levels they can choose to do. They can even just donate. I mean, every little bit helps. So, you know, there's different levels they can choose or they can choose whatever they would like to donate, become a member, become part of the community, support the arts. You know, we're also going to be doing some some unique programming in conjunction with the History Museum uh, coming up in September. Um, Rome Shakespeare Festival or the Rome Shakespeare Organization has been um, working with inmates in the local prisons to teach them artwork. And so we're going to be kind of highlighting some of the unique artwork that these inmates have learned the month of September in our window and the Rome History Museum's window. And then in October, um, the Paradise Garden Finster exhibit is going to be at the Rome History Museum. And so we're going to highlight a lot of his unique kind of folk art in the window. Um, so those are things people can stop by and see and and enjoy and talk to us about figuring out ways to contribute. But we, you know, at any time, anybody can go on romarts.org and donate, become a member, become a sponsor. We we need it. Yeah, we do. We're, we're going to, um, you know, typically when for our two events, we reach out to corporate sponsors, which have been extremely, you know, important to the the fundraising that we do for each of those events. But in lieu of those events, we're going to, um, we're going to be asking for uh, if, if there are businesses or organizations that are willing to um, 
donate to our our drive this year um, in lieu of the events. So um, so that that sh- we hope will be an additional source of of revenue coming in. So um, sure, because you're you're quite frankly speaking, frankly, your budget took a hit. Because yeah. of the fundraising events have been canceled. And, and we have no overhead other than, you know, the minimal amount we pay for our rent. I mean, other than that, we all of it goes back out and we just don't want the the, the people that receive our grants to be affected. Right. Um, well, and it's also interesting as, the, as we're tr- as a society, we're trying to creep forward and kind of get back schools and, you know, businesses opening one step forward, one step back, things like that. It's it's interesting, Allie, that you pointed out there are some things that are coming up that people can still experience. Um, they can, and they can experience, you know, they can, people can walk by on the street and really, I mean, the, the Finster artwork is so unique and so eclectic that it's really, I think, something fun that people will enjoy seeing. And then, you know, the the prisoner artwork, I mean, what a cool way to engage those folks and for us to showcase kind of some things that they're doing to, um, you know, help, help people in the system. And I think it'll be, it'll be great. And, and I do feel like too, people are going to be starting to experience a lot of things outdoors. I've, I've spoken with several um, muralists that are really excited about getting a lot of, you know, kind of getting that ball rolling, knowing that, you know, people can't really go in now to experience galleries and kind of be crammed in. So maybe bring the artwork outside to them. Oh, so there are a few unique muralists that are out there, I think, getting ready to do a lot of really creative things in the community. Great idea. Chris, mm-hmm. as we kind of wrap up here, any any final thoughts from, from uh, your position as the president of the board, Chris? Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do I need to play hail to the chief? Oh, yes, yeah. you do. He does not take enough credit. He is pretty amazing. And not only does he do RACA, but he does so many other things in the community, and he is so modest about it. Yeah, that's that's the word on the street. It, uh, is, it is the truth. Just Chris, any uh, any final thoughts? Well, yeah, just you know, like I said, we're if there's ever a time to to we understand that this isn't the best time for some to give, but if you can, um, it you know, as we stated, the importance. Uh, for our overall community, um, you know, to, for us to have a successful year um, is, is, you know, it's so important right now. So anything that anybody can give, we, we just really appreciate it. Okay. And uh, Allie, any final thoughts from you? Uh, you know, I would just kind of echo what Chris said and, and just know that whatever you give, it's going to a really, really, it's going to a great place. It is, it's going to our students it's going to local local artists. It's going to support, you know, the culture that we really want to stay in Rome and and the uniqueness that is the art community in Rome. So every every dollar that we get goes back to those folks, and it, you know, it's it's going to take. We we want to be able to do that for them. And again, the website is romearts.org. So yes. people can go there and just find out about the organization. They can become members. They can find out what's coming up. Things like that. Absolutely. And contact information if they need to get a hold of you is, is through the website. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, first of all, uh, I guess lastly here, wrapping up Chris and Allie, thank you so much for your time, but also thank you so much for what you do for the community. And this is important stuff because as I mentioned earlier, there are several key factors in any community that tie the community together and provide a quality of life. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, churches or schools or sports 
But arts, the arts are definitely a key factor in quality of life. And Rome Floyd has a great quality of life because of uh, things like that and your organization that supports it. So thank you all both so much. Thanks for having us, Roger. We appreciate thank it. You. Well, Thank again, you so much, Roger. Thank you all. And again, Chris, uh, thank you for Hardy Realty and your support in the local community for all that Hardy Realty does. You and Jimmy Byers and the whole gang over at Hardy. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show. <laughs>